0: Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 64 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about vulnerability today. Ooh, scary. Um, But I think this is a very important conversation to be having Why be vulnerable? What are the benefits of vulnerability? Um, And I was so excited to have found another Christian therapist um, who actually believes what Jesus says in the gospel and um, lives their life like that and also does their therapy through that lens. So so grateful to have this conversation with her about vulnerability. Um, And I think you guys will enjoy it, too. We talk about some different aspects of vulnerability and potentially an aspect of vulnerability that you have never thought to be vulnerability before. So let's get right into it. All righty. Hello, Amanda. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well.
0: Good. Glad to hear that. Yes. Um, all right. So when I have a new person on the podcast, I usually ask them this question. And it is, what is one aspect of Christ's character that has been most evident in your
1: life? Hmm deliverer that is what explain I yes I mean throughout my life I feel like I've been through a lot of different you know emotional um struggles I've been through some various trials that I needed to be delivered from and God has always shown up as deliverer for me
0: mm. yeah amen he's yeah. so good yes yes he is so good um, so yeah, I was so excited. Um, I actually found you via Instagram. I can't remember what Avenue I took to find you, but it was the Lord's will. Yes, um, absolutely. I did Look. <laughs> <laughs> um, once I saw them paper towels that you had that I like, I was like, okay, we're in here. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you are, uh, I mean, I'll let you tell the people who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am a licensed clinical social worker. I am a therapist. I own a practice in Raleigh, North Carolina called Living Waters Counseling and Wellness Center. Um, I primarily work with couples and families. That is like my, what do people call it? Like, I don't know what they call it.
0: Your niche, your jam.
1: There you go. That's where I like get the fire to actually stay in the field because it can be tiring. But that Mm is like, that's what I love about the field. Um, I encourage healing. I encourage healthy relationships. And I love what I do.
0: Yes. And that's why I was like, this is so cool to find another therapist that loves Jesus. We yeah. can have these conversations in this space because I don't know what other therapists think, but I do know that, you know, our firm foundation is Christ and what the Bible yeah. says. Um, so we might have completely different views than other people. So right. I'm yeah. grateful to have this convo with you. And I didn't know you primarily work with um, couples and families. Yes. I actually work a lot with families as well. And I've been starting to like dabble more in couples. So yeah, it's going to be good.
1: Hard, but it's fun if you love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to more like one side of the couple, not like both couples in the room. So eventually right. I'll be talking to um, couples together, but really wow. cool stuff. So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about vulnerability today. Um, nice. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Amanda because she made some pretty good points about vulnerability, but One thing I wanted to point out that you've said before is one of the easiest ways to put yourself in harm's way is to be in a long lasting, intimate connection with others. Yeah, Um, that sounds so scary. (laughs) So can you explain why you feel that way?
1: Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, we are bound to harm other people and other people are bound to harm us at some point within our relationships. Now, if we decide that we are committed to long term relationships, now this is friendships, this is family, you know, intimate partners, whatever. If we are saying that I'm committed to this long term relationship with you, we can expect that at some point we will be put in harm's way, whether mm-hmm. that is through betrayal, whether that is through maybe somebody's just getting on your nerves. Right. That can even be just, you know, disagreements. Someone calls you, calls you a name, you know, whatever. We're putting ourselves in harm's way because we're human and because yeah. we all have the ability to harm one another.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important, to. I guess as you get older, you learn that more because I think as a as I was younger, I didn't know that hurt was a part of relationship
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so i would hold grudges a lot like oh you hurt me boom cut people off because people who love you don't hurt you um mm-hmm. but i think as i got older like people who love you hurt you by accident mm-hmm. and that happens more often than not and miscommunications happen um and i think that's just like so helpful to have that understanding older as I, yeah. as i've gotten older
1: absolutely and that and something you said um hurt is a part of relationships. Hurt is a part of relationships. Um, yes. And there's a way to handle the hurt that is a part of relationships. Because when we mishandle the hurt that happens within relationships, we only create more harm. Yeah. I think that it's important that we also, you know, make it make people aware that there's also a way to recover from that hurt. And we don't just allow harm to continue to perpetuate itself.
0: For sure. For sure. Definitely. And I think that's the key point to it. Like, People may be thinking, so if I'm supposed to be hurt <laughs> in healthy relationships, okay. then how is that a good thing? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the reconciliation and arguing well that yes. makes a healthy relationship because we're always going to have this um, disagreements with people that we care about. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So, what do you think people are are? What holds people back from being vulnerable?
1: Fear of exposure. Hear mm. that if I share this with you, if I show you all of who I am, if I lay this out on the table that I did this and that I said that and I think these thoughts, will you really desire me? Because at the root of who we are as people, we want to be accepted. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a desire for acceptance. We all mm-hmm. crave it. We all need it, right? To be healthy, actually. And so having that. We have to realize that, you know, we have to be vulnerable in order to be accepted. Because if we're not vulnerable with others, how can people truly accept us as who we are? They don't really know yeah. the real the real person that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think one of the main things that holds people back from vulnerability is fear.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Um, and fear, I think that's the main thing that holds us back from everything, <laughs> most <laughs> things. Um, and, you know, just kind of going back to my understanding of vulnerability before it was kind of like, you know, growing up with my dad, vulnerability was to be sought out and exploited. Mm. So I maybe like, I remember those one day, like he purposefully wanted me to cry. And that was the last time I yeah. cried in front of him because yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, no one's ever going to treat me like this again. You're not going to get me. Um, but it's actually Beautiful and healthy in a healthy relationship. So, right,
1: right. And most people think of it as a weakness, um, right? And vulnerability, though, we, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't separate vulnerability and weakness because we can show a level of healthy uh, humility and healthy weakness when we are being vulnerable, yeah. right? But we also show a level of strength when we when we are being vulnerable because we're trusting, we're taking a risk. We're showing that I have the strength to say these things, even if people um, reject me. I have the strength to, you know, show up as who I am. Vulnerability is really about risk taking. And that's why, you know, sometimes we take it a little bit further than it even has to be. Because sometimes being vulnerable is just telling a joke and then, you know, waiting to see if people are going to laugh. Yeah. It's a risk. You're being vulnerable. You're yeah. setting yourself up for rejection. And when we think about it, that is really what vulnerability is. is putting yourself in a position to potentially be rejected.
0: Yeah. And I think it makes sense for you to be scared when you are opening yourself up to people. I don't think that's a bad thing. You should be cautious with vulnerability. I right. think when it becomes paranoia and yeah. um, I guess like held grudges, that's when it becomes more debilitating and it actually holds you back from the thing that you actually want the most, which is what you said, acceptance and also safety in relationships. So we're basically running from the thing that we want the most.
1: Yes. That's and what, I we're, think, what we're doing in our relationships though. You know, when you, when we think about attachments Um, Mm -hmm. there's an attachment style called the avoidant dismissive attachment. And usually this person is running away from what they desire the most. They Mm -hmm. desire intimacy. They desire connection. They desire to um, be dependent upon others. Right. But what they've learned about love, what they've learned about relationships, it teaches them to instead put up barriers to withdraw, to -hmm. to only keep people at an arm's length. And so when you're doing that, you're, completely working against what you want
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you know avoidance avoidant personalities usually are bred because people neglected them yeah so it's like the one thing that you know hurts you the most you're then isolating yourself from what you need which is so mm-hmm. crazy you know it's like when when we're our most vulnerable we do the things that are opposite yeah. what we need Yep. So it's like wild how humans work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So um what do you feel like are the benefits of vulnerability then if it's a mm-hmm. good thing?
1: Yeah. I would say the benefits of vulnerability, one, it's going to increase connectedness and intimacy within your relationships. So if you're going to be vulnerable, you can expect that if you are with someone who appreciates, and when I say with someone, this is like friendships, family all of those things. Right. If you are in the presence of those who appreciate vulnerability in the presence of those who love you and appreciate you, it's only going to draw them closer to you. It's going to um, like promote empathy. It's going to promote, like I said, connection and intimacy. Um, on the other side of that, it's going to promote confidence for you. Because you're going to become more confident in sharing who you are. You're going to be more confident in, you know, just grounding yourself in who you are. You're going to be knowing yourself. You're going to be willing to expose yourself for the sake of other people. And what I mean by that is you're going to start to view your vulnerability as something that is to help others. My vulnerability Mm -hmm. is something not just for me, but it's for the benefit of other people as well. So that's another benefit. And then I would say maybe the last benefit that I would name um, as a result of vulnerability would be communication. Because as you share different parts of you, you're opening yourself up for deeper communication with others. You're opening yourself up to questions. You're opening yourself up to be a listener, actually, because you're probably opening the door for others to share things with you as well.
0: Yeah. I know you mentioned like healthy people, safe people to do that with. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the person that was vulnerable with the wrong person or the wrong people often or like once in their life?
1: Yeah. So if those people are still in relationship with you, you definitely want to confront them. And when I say Mm -hmm. confront them, I'm not saying go start an argument. I'm saying share with them how they've harmed you. Share Mm -hmm. with them the impact that Um, the mismanagement of your vulnerability had on you share with them those things especially if you desire to continue being in relationship with them yeah if you have not decided to remain in relationship with them forgive them learn from the situation get some help from maybe a therapist or even just a close friend and learn how to do it again Try again. There's this book um, called uh, Find Your People. And Jenny Allen talks about how um, basically as you're going out, you're trying to meet people, you're trying to make friends. You will come across people who just don't want to take it any deeper, right? But that doesn't mean you give up. That means you continue until you find your people. And so in that same way, you should continue seeking out vulnerable relationships until you find your people. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think you made a good point too. Like people are not always going to respond to your mm. vulnerability well.
1: Yep. And
0: that, that's hard. Um, yeah. especially when you, and I was thinking about the Bible verse too, that speaks about how, you know, it tells you to bring your hurt to your friend. If they don't listen to that, then they're no, they're not a brother to you, you know, yeah. go, go on, you know, dust your feet and keep it yeah. moving. Um, but people are not always going to respond to your vulnerability. And I think that's where people get caught up because they think, okay, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to be vulnerable. Um, I'm going to let this person know that they've hurt me, and right. then people don't respond well, and then they're mad at themselves. Like, oh, I'm right. never being vulnerable again. Yeah. So it's like you're <laughs> you're being vulnerable two times over and like being slapped right. in the face twice. And now it's like so, that's it. That's yeah. It. I'm never being vulnerable again.
1: Honor. Like some people are coming from environments where vulnerability was not celebrated and we were taught to just keep it moving like some of us are just learning what vulnerability is what is sharing your feelings like what is what is this thing so many of us are just learning that and so there's also a level of grace you know when you do let your guard down and you choose to share your most intimate spaces with people and they don't honor it there's a level of disappointment that comes along with that and there's a level of like you know Why did I even try? No wonder I wasn't taught to do this. No wonder, you know, this was kept from me. Why do people do this? But Mm -hmm. as you heal, because that's going to be an important part of showing vulnerability, um, as you heal those areas where you believe people have harmed you in trying to show your vulnerability, you will get the strength to keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we realize that vulnerability is not always about the relationship or the other person, I think that'll be helpful too. Like, um, like I said in the past, I used to hold grudges and um, wasn't really vulnerable with people. So when I was vulnerable and you tried it, like I was done, but now as I've gotten older, like even recently um, I had like an ended friendship and I just realized like I was willing to be vulnerable and that's something I should be proud of. Like just because the person didn't respond well, didn't treat me well um, Mm -hmm. with my vulnerability, um, doesn't mean that I did it in vain. Um, I was, I was brave enough to show myself to someone and they just didn't respond well to that. So I think that's way better of a a thought process. Like I was being brave and it just wasn't the right person to be vulnerable with. Um, Yes.
1: Because that's what vulnerability is. Like we said, it's taking a risk. The vulnerability is not in the response of the other person. The vulnerability is in you taking that step to do whatever you are risking, like you're choosing sure. to take a risk at. That is the vulnerability. So we have to stop putting so much emphasis on how other people are gonna respond and you know what is this person gonna say? What are they not gonna say? Are they gonna comfort me? Are they gonna scold me? We gotta stop putting so much emphasis on that and really focus inward and remind ourselves that this is for my growth at the end of the day. I've been carrying this load. I've been shameful about these things. It's time for me to take a risk.
0: Yeah. And I think that helps you not to lash out on that person too. like, um, it's like, there's like three relationships in it, your relationship with so two relationships, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with that person. So Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say like, wow, I see you, you were able to stand up for yourself. That's beautiful, even though they didn't respond well. So you don't have Mm -hmm. to um, disrespect them back or do whatever um, crazy, um, like just know, like I was vulnerable and they didn't respond well. Great job yeah. for trying. That's it, <laughs> yeah. So, so you were saying earlier, too. I feel like that leads into it, too. How do you feel like uh, forgiveness is vulnerability?
1: Yeah, so specifically, I want to talk about how asking for forgiveness can be a form of vulnerability, because. We don't want to be wrong. Our minds are always trying to remind us that we are right. Mm
0: -hmm. They're always
1: on our side, right? Like our thoughts are always in favor of us. Our brains are literally fighting to keep us safe. And so in a a process of keeping us safe is to tell us that we're right. But the reality (laughs) is that we are wrong sometimes. And that is a level of vulnerability that many of us, you know, we shy away from. Because that is you that is you having to go to another person and admit your fault, mm-hmm. that's you having to maybe even retract from certain things that you said before, yeah, you know this is this is you having to admit I was wrong, I harmed you, this is what I did, that is vulnerability, that is mm-hmm. humility, and humility is a form of vulnerability,
0: yeah. That's so good. And I think, yeah. too, it's not just the words. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's not it.
0: Because, yeah, that can even be manipulative where you're just saying sorry and continuing your behavior like it's more about yes. changed behavior mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, that's that's I feel like that's kind of the, the bigger thing as well. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very vulnerable as well. I think this is why people hate forgiveness because first of all, we don't know how to navigate it. We're not taught how to navigate forgiveness. Right. Um, But also it feels like you're letting them get away with it. That's what Mm -hmm. forgiveness feels like sometimes. I feel like, I think that's what people kind of put it in their head as like, if I forgive them, then they can come back and do it again. But Mm -hmm. that's what
1: boundaries are for too one thing i get as well like just in counseling that forgiveness is letting it go just forget about it don't worry about it you harm me you know no, no problem you're off the hook but one right. thing i like to tell people is like forgiveness does not um, let the other person off the hook it lets them off of your hook it takes the responsibility off of you to try and you know reconcile not reconcile things but try to uh, basically avenge yourself Right. Yeah. It takes that responsibility off you to get revenge. Mm -hmm. It's not it's no longer your responsibility. That is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is about cleaning out the anger, resentment, uh, disappointment, all of those harmful feelings that you have. I'm not going to call them harmful feelings, but they don't feel good. Right. We're going to we want to clean out those feelings so that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily letting anything go. Right. Um,
0: and I think what can be helpful, too, is you um, just setting boundaries and letting letting that person know that they can't be in your space anymore because of how they've treated you. And mm-hmm. that's also vulnerable <laughs> because you're having a conversation with someone right. who has mistreated you. Um, and, you know, in some cases, I would say maybe more extreme, like you can literally just cut people off. I would say that's probably the most extreme, <laughs> extreme. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but i think you know and you may not even may not even have to communicate to that person like they may know that they've hurt you and yep. you just in your heart know like this person can't be a friend to me this person can't i cannot date them i cannot marry this person because of the way that they've treated treated me um yeah. and also you know i read this book i can't remember the name of it about forgiveness um but it spoke about how, you know, you confronting that person also helps the future people in their life as well. Yeah. Because now they've seen themselves. They may not do what you want them to do with that information, right. but they've seen themselves and you may be helping the next person out. And I know that might not sound great in a date experience because you're like, oh, I'm making him better for her. Right. But, <laughs> but like, if that person's not going to be what they need to be for you, like, at least get... Give them an opportunity to love someone in the future better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we look at it like that, that's I use a specific process whenever I take my clients through forgiveness. We start with something called the uncovering phase. And so that is when we literally document every offense you can think of. Every injustice that whatever that person has done, you write it down. We get in detail. You know, we talk about the emotions involved in those experiences. We talk about how it impacted your life, how it changed your mindset. Like we get really deep in uncovering every harmful thing. The next phase we go into is the decision phase. And the decision phase is where you choose to either forgive or not forgive Mm -hmm. after that. The work phase is where we really start to try to foster feelings of compassion. And that is one of the most difficult Mm -hmm. um, phases, but it takes compassion to be able to forgive somebody. Mm -hmm. And so during that phase, we start to see, you know, well, we ask ourselves, what situation was this person in that caused them to treat me the way they caused me? Especially when it comes to parents, what kind of trauma did my mom have? Mm -hmm. What kind of situation was my dad in when he harmed me in this way? You know, we're not doing it to make excuses. Right. We're putting things into perspective to foster compassion for them and to see, oh, they got their stuff too. Mm -hmm. And then from the work phase, we go into the deepening phase, which is a phase where we, you know, continue to decrease negative emotions. And then we continue to move forward to recognize, you know, how can I continue this process of forgiveness? Because even after you make the choice to forgive feelings of resentment may still rise up. Disappointment may still be there. And so we have to be mindful that forgiveness is a choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be the name of the book (laughs) that I read. (laughs) I think that's the name of the book. Forgiveness is a choice. Um, But yeah, and I think you made a good point, too. I think um, forgiveness is not only a one-time thing, too. We don't just forgive and then, you know, we're back to living our lives like normal. No, when you think about that person, you're still going to, there might still be feelings of resentment. So you have to bring that back to Christ. And something my mom reminded me, like, just bless them every time you think of that person. Mm -hmm. Because you also don't, I think it's very sad if you get to a point where you treat someone disrespectfully that you say you love to that extent that the relationship has to end. So imagine what mind space that person has to be in right. to treat someone like that. Like, it's actually yeah. more sad than anything. Um, yeah. So I've just learned, like, just being a Christian, I think it's helpful, too. Like, we are all sinners. So right. that puts us all on the same level. Like, I'm fully yeah. capable of what he did to me, what she did to me. I'm capable yeah. of it because I'm yep. a human being.
1: Um, yep. Maybe I and wouldn't do that. I, you know, we are all in a position to harm one another. Yeah one way or the other, we're gonna cause harm in our relationships. It's it's literally something that we just need to accept. And this is where we get the choice to decide whether or not this person is worth the harm mm-hmm. that they're gonna cause me and that I'm gonna cause him. Yeah. Even you if know we don't it. know what that harm is. And not that people, you know, we gotta measure people's worth and stuff, but I'm talking about for your life, for mm-hmm. your situation, everybody's going to experience harm. And so th- is this person suitable, right? We got to start asking ourselves those questions. Do I want to put yeah. myself at risk for this person?
0: Do mm-hmm. I want to put
1: myself in harm's way for this person? Because that's what you're doing when you say yes to a long-term relationship.
0: Yeah. And you, and what you'll put up with might be different than what I put up, put up with in the next person too. Um, yeah, absolutely. You're going to put up with something. Yeah. And you don't want to. I, don't, I think it's important, too, not to say, I feel like in the church we do this a lot, like putting so much burden on ourselves. Oh, I'm doing this for Christ. Like, right. you don't have to do that all the time. Right. You don't have to put yourself in those situations. The Lord will put that right. on you and you can walk choice. with that. Right. I,
1: have a choice. I think I found that book you were talking about. Is it by okay. Robert M. Ray?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: It looks yes, good. Yes. <laughs> it's,
0: it's really good. It's really good. And I yeah. definitely use that with my clients and for yeah. myself, too, just reading through it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a lot of work. And I think the compassion part is huge. Like, and I don't think we learn this enough because I think so many people are holding on to resentment, um, and stuff like that. But when you kind of put yourself on the same level, like I sin just like they sin, um, I may not do the same sin as them, but I'm just as capable of they, as they are. Um, and also There was just one um, example I had. I guess back in the day, they would put people on guillotines. So Uh, I don't want to be too graphic, but there is a hole in the bottom of your body that that stick would go up and you would basically be um, displayed for your community for the crimes that you committed. Um, So, you know, it was explained to me that way, like this person did a horrible thing, but what if you turn that person around and that person's face is yours. Mm, do yep. you think that you would keep that person up there for the next five days, six days, seven days, or would you give yourself yep. the grace in that place, right. you know, of, of being held to that high standard? So I kind of ask people like, who do you have on the guillotines of your heart? And mm. if you were up there, would you give yourself more grace or less grace and it's always i give myself more grace (laughs) why would i not i don't want to be up there um so that kind of helps you think like you know it's not giving people permission to treat you um bad but Mm -hmm. also be able to extend grace to a certain extent um to the people that have hurt you as well so i think that kind of visual has helped me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. And forgiveness is so hard to explain to people, but it is freeing for you to just kind of let that person go, give it to Jesus. And something that also helps me remember, helps me forgive is remembering that we actually do serve a just God.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why I said it take it doesn't take the person off the hook. It just takes takes them off your hook. Like you are saying that I agree with God that vengeance belongs to him that he's going to repay, that I don't have to worry about it. And it's it's not even that you're saying that in a way of like, yeah, God, get him, right? (laughs) No, you're just saying like, I just trust that God's word is true. Right. That I don't have to repay this person, whatever I feel like they owe, because a part of forgiveness is saying, you don't owe me anything.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then a part of forgiveness is also saying, I don't owe you anything. Yeah. I don't owe you any, you know, punishment. I don't owe you revenge. I don't owe you pl- plastering your name all over Facebook and defaming you. I don't owe you any of that. Yeah. All I owe you is my forgiveness.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is harder <laughs> than it was. Easier said than done. Any-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. But
0: there's so much um, beauty in the vulnerability of forgiveness, the vulnerability of um of apologizing, the vulnerability of showing yourself to someone. And also, like, there are people who will reciprocate your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Find those people. Um, And I talked about this in the last episode, too. But we were talking about oversharing. What would you say would make someone a safe person to be vulnerable with?
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes you really just have to take a step out there and just try it. Because Mm. believe it or not, sometimes safety can be found in strangers. Mm. Um, I was in an experience one time where I was really going through something and I just felt like I was so alone. But I had met this girl recently at the gym. And after we left the gym, she just asked me how I was doing. And I was like, you know, I'm just I've been carrying this all day. I'm gonna just be honest with her. Mm. And so I decided to, I I promise you, I'd only met with this girl maybe once at this point. Mm -hmm. But I decided, you know, I'm going to be honest with her. And I told her what was going on with me. And she said, oh, wow, me too. And so you will never know what other people Mm -hmm. are going through and who can relate to your experiences if you don't take the risk to actually talk about them. Now that, you know, everyone's not going to go out and just share their business with a stranger, right? Right. But... If you're looking for, you know, I guess telltale signs that someone is going to be a safe space for you within, you know, your close knit friends or family, if they listen, if they listen not to necessarily respond, but they listen to understand you and they mm-hmm. listen to be present for you, if you notice that they don't gossip, that's also, like gossip with you about other people. Yeah, that's definitely a good sign that they can be a safe person mm-hmm. if they are comfortable talking about their own stuff. If you don't have the impression that they are perfect. Right. So they've also tested the waters with you or with others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. if they Those encourage peace. And what I mean by encourage peace is if they lead you in directions that foster peace. So they're that's not. Good. um inciting you to argue with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. They're not, you know, inciting anger within you and maybe leading you down a path of rage, right? But they're leading you down a path of forgiveness, love, joy, peace.
0: Mm -hmm. Patience, kindness, goodness, all faithfulness. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, because I definitely want to help people with that too because it's like... Then if I know people are going to hurt me, how do I know who I'm safe with? So those are really good um, things to look out for that you just talked about as well. Um, yeah. And, and just be taking vulnerability is a risk. Um, but it's such, there's such a reward on the other side of it. Um, Yeah, our desire is to be, you know, accepted and to be, um, seen and heard and known. Um, when you lack vulnerability in healthy relationships with, or, or in a relationship with someone who cares about you, yeah, you may be, they may even be entering into, into a romantic relationship with someone they don't even know. Yeah. And, you know, that's why things get dicey after marriage because people start getting uncomfortable yeah. and it's like, mm-hmm. you don't even look like who you were saying that you were before. Maybe right. they would have loved that person, but it's like, I, you're someone completely different. You said yeah. you love uh, ice cream, and now you don't, you don't even eat it at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't even bring it in the house. Um, so just allow people to get to know you and trust that, first of all, we serve a God who loves us and wants good things for us. So yes. he also created created us. So why would he not create good things within you that people can right. love as well? Yeah. Um, I think that's Absolutely. something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That comes down to uh, our understanding of who God is and our understanding of who he created us to be.
0: hmm. Yeah. And I think I think the church needs to talk more about self-love. I know the world has taken that word and made it something yeah. it didn't have to be. But the Bible literally says to love others as yes. Yourself. Love yourself. Yes.
1: Right.
0: So If you're yes. being careless with you and That's disrespecting you. Them. Then yeah. that's not the Lord's not saying to disrespect others, all that stuff. You need to do it from a place of love. If Christ loves you, you can love you and then love yes. others well.
1: Yes. So
0: yes. yes. <laughs> that's that's all the things. So yeah, I think there's been there's been a lot of good stuff in here. Is there any closing remarks you want to say for the people who are still hesitant about vulnerability?
1: Yeah. The more you refuse to be vulnerable you are opening yourself up to carry a burden that you were not meant to carry alone. Don't Mm. be left in your struggles alone. Now, this may mean talking with someone like a therapist, right? Or a coach or a pastor or some type of counselor, right? About the things that you may be going through. But keep in mind, vulnerability is not just talking about the deep things, the hard things, you know, vulnerability is sharing when you're really excited about something.
0: Mm. Vulnerability
1: is sharing, you know, a a great thing that happened at work and, you know, these things as well. So we've kind of taken vulnerability to mean like, you know, share the bad things, share everything that's wrong, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's really true. Um, You want, to be in relationship with people who actually care about the good stuff too. I think it's vulnerable to share good things that are happening in your life as well. So yeah, that's a good part of vulnerability. I don't think we really consider to be vulnerability. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's really good.
1: And you can start there because some people Mm -hmm. also hide the good things that are going on because they feel like, Oh, I don't want people to, you know, I don't want people to, to, to look at me anyway. I don't want them to think I'm bragging. You know, mm-hmm. but find yeah. safe people you can celebrate with because that's a yeah. part of vulnerability.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Definitely. Good stuff.
1: Yes. All righty. Well,
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Amanda.
1: Yes, of course. No worries. Yes. No and worries. hopefully you can come on in the future.
0: Um, but yeah, as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram and tiktok where can the people find you amanda
1: yes you can find me on instagram at t-h-e-e therapist b-a-e yes
0: (laughs) 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 all right guys so as you know remember to always speak the truth and love and kiss the sun and i'll talk to you guys next week
1: bye bye